A florist's world is filled with big-budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day -day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. I used to struggle with pricing. Everyone needed a deal because I felt like that was the path of growing my business. But in the end, I was needing to do more and more weddings and my calendar filled up with uninspiring work. I came to a point I couldn't do it anymore. Through coaching, courses, masterminds, and a lot of self-work, that has all changed. I feel creatively inspired, have the resources to work on my business and not constantly in my business, all while making impactful money, being a more present mom, and feeling balance in my life and business. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friends. This is Jen, and you're listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about overcoming your couple's most common and annoying objections. And with part of that, those objections might be your objections, that what they're saying is something that is non-alignment with you or your business. So objections literally come in all shapes and sizes. And sometimes it might be a plain objection, but sometimes it might be an objection that you need to dig deeper and ask some clarifying questions, which I think clarifying questions are something that are sometimes really hard to ask because often you're not taught. Like as a society, we don't just ask tons and tons of questions. We're in this hustle mode that we have to just give answers to everything. But by trying to take that time and really understand your, your couples, because you might be pulling out an objection that they thought was, but really it's something else. So asking those questions is so critical. Uh, but you also need to define to yourself, if this is a, an objection of someone's, there is a hard line of something I'm willing to do or not to do. And as your business progresses and as um, your business grows, those decisions and objections for myself have come up more and more because there's something like I just, when I hear, this is the first objection that I want to talk about. And one of my biggest personal objections is I want to use bridesmaid bouquets as centerpieces. When I hear this, I just want to scream inside my head, no, but that probably wouldn't lead to a great conversation um, or lead it in a good direction or be a good first step. But I ask some clarifying questions of why. Why do you guys want to do that? And do you really understand um, from a timeline perspective um, how that would work? So then I ask like some timeline details. 
And then I, I kind of, because this is something that is a very hard line of something I don't want to do, I tell them, from my experience, this is where I see some issues coming into play with doing that. For one, I have actually had a bridesmaid not get her bouquet to the table, not just one time, but several. So the people that were guests at that person's wedding didn't get a centerpiece because the bridesmaid frankly forgot. I've also had it happen when the people are seated and the planner has literally had to track that bridesmaid down and got the bouquet to the table after people were seated. And to me, that just doesn't feel great if it feels like that person was like less important sitting at that table uh, versus some of the other tables that potentially had centerpieces that were already staged. For two, I then I ask some timeline questions previously before I, I tell them my experience with that. And from what you've told me, it sounds like your photos are probably going to be about four hours before your ceremony. So by time they would actually get to their table, they probably would have been out of water for five hours. And of course, I can pick flowers to design with that will hopefully be okay um, from that amount of time. But if it is really hot out or, you know, some other variable, I would be worried that they're going to look their best on that table. And I would hate for one of your guests to have droopy flowers at their table. And then another thing is show them a centerpiece and how it is designed and then show them a bouquet. One of the things that I've ran into the past that, uh, you know, aesthetically some of my couples haven't really liked is how you can see the handle. And it sits higher on the table than the centerpieces that were actually in your um, inspiration board. So I just wanted to bring those points up. It's actually something as a business that I've chosen not to do because I have so much experience with issues with that. Um, I'm happy to make suggestions of other florists that I, I think would be okay with that that you could reach out to. So you've tried to understand where they're coming from, but if they're super adamant, if it is a hard line that's something that you don't want to do because you don't want your name on that, which that's not what I want my name on, uh, then just say, I think that we could have some more impactful ways to use your bridesmaids bouquets to create more of a moment somewhere than scattering that moment out. And then maybe we can look at some you know, good value or budget type centerpieces that we could do on those tables that you were thinking of having centerpieces. What if I personally think three white hydrangeas with greenery in a vase would look better than a bridesmaid bouquet. So if that is that is one of my like budget alternatives, we can do a simple um, hydrangea centerpiece uh, or we can do a greenery centerpiece with candles. You know, I offer them a couple options and explain uh, for that low amount of investment, which usually could be, you know, four to $500, there's going to be a lot less stress on your wedding day 
from not having to have your planner track them down, make sure you're tracking down, making sure you're not worried that centerpieces got to their actual tables. And then we can make that moment or that um, real wow factor by using those bouquets somewhere that's literally somebody's not going to have that as their only thing on their table. So if there are some flowers from being out of water that maybe don't look their best, it's not going to be impactful because it's not that one item on the table. So you need to decide if that is something that you are completely against or you don't care. I know some florists, they just absolutely don't care. And it's just something that I do care. And you need to make that decision for yourself. But uh, you can just explain your experience. You can explain my experience. Like I know a lot of florists that this has happened. And I know a lot of florists that whatever you want to explain, you are the CEO in your business and you can make those decisions. I actually had this in my DMs the other day. I had um, a florist mentioning that their bride wants all tall centerpieces and she doesn't agree with that. So she she tried to explain already and it just didn't work. And so I gave her some some ammo to basically present to the bride. And I would personally pull up photos that showed a room with some tall centerpieces. And these tall centerpieces inspiration was just absolutely stunning. And then some low centerpieces and ask them to look at their photo, look at the photo and watch how their eye travels. Um, it goes up and then it goes down, it goes up. You're you're just you're taking everything. The room looks more dynamic. Then if you don't have a great example, I would just grab some bases and I would set them out. Okay, when you look at this, which looks more visually interesting, all tall, you know, show a tall base and a short base. So when you just look, what do you see? Where does your eye move? And just explain to them how you design it when you come into the room that you want to make sure that somebody's eye travels from, you know, like normally travels left to right. So they're taking in all these beautiful centerpieces, but the tall centerpieces are actually more impactful because their eye is lowering down. And then, whoa, there's a new tall centerpiece again, and then it's lowering down and there's another tall centerpiece. And so they're actually getting more bang for their buck visually by doing less centerpieces. If every table has a tall centerpiece, your eye does not travel up and down. It travels flat. And if you just do a little bit of explaining, maybe a little visual presentation of that, if you're doing an in-person consult, that could help your cause. Also, costs. Costs are a big factor. Tall centerpieces just naturally cost more. And so you could definitely explain that to um, your couple and, and see how that works with their budget. Then another objection, really more, it is a preference and something that I in my business don't want uh, involved in one of my weddings is uh, they would like me to do all the personals and then Aunt Karen is going to the, do the centerpieces. I personally, I don't want my name on a wedding and then have on Karen doing the centerpieces because I care about what my business looks like on social media. I care about that somebody will think that I did on Karen centerpieces. And that's important to me just because I have pride in how my things look and how it's presented. And so if I have 
I usually will find that out in the initial inquiry process that that's what they're considering. And I would ask some questions. Why do they want Aunt Karen to do that? Do they want Aunt Karen was a florist before? Uh, or she has access to wholesale flowers? Does she have access to a cooler? You know, asking the questions that will get the bride to think or get the couple to think a little bit more about the sheer complexity. What kind of vehicle does she have? Does she have a vehicle that's going to be large enough to be able to transport that while keeping them cool? And then will she be able to place them on all the tables? You know, just asking and explaining will really help enlighten your couple that this is a way more complicated process than they probably understood. Then another objection, and usually you get this via email, your bid is higher than another florist. Will you match it? I liked you better. Will you match it? I have received this email with this exact thing, and I will gracefully reply back, uh, that is great that you found another quote that was less expensive. I personally cannot match another florist quote because I want to make sure that the work that I'm producing has the amount of flowers that I feel is needed, the types of flowers, uh, the textures, whatever, you know, words were important when you did that initial, initial consultation. I use those to accomplish the vision that I think it's going to take to accomplish your vision. So our visions come together. I I just, I can't do anything less than that. If you want to compromise on that vision and potentially that other florist could be doing that, um, I would be happy to look at some ways that we can um, decrease the budget. And so you haven't compromised your pricing. But you have also explained that you're you're not just going to like give away the farm, but you are being reasonable by telling them that you'll think of other ideas. And I also think that that plants a seed of doubt that, okay, what what is that other forest including? Because I have seen some quotes that I I know they've actually sent me the quote, even though I didn't ask. I know that we weren't comparing apples to apples. We were comparing apples and kiwis or something drastically different. And if they still want to go for, go with you, I think you can say, I, I really would love to be your florist. Uh, with my years of experience, uh, I just, I command a little bit higher rate than this other florist because I just, I want to make sure that the wedding is at a, stunning level that you are so happy with uh, that you would refer brides to me and you know on and on and on and still say you're you're really appreciative but you're still not going to just lower um lower your prices because it's just you you deserve that rate and you are the ceo of your business that decides that rate then i've heard time and time again, why are wedding flowers so expensive? Wedding flowers are so expensive because for one, their sheer volume of wedding flowers needed, the sheer volume of blooms, the sheer um, square footage you're covering, the, the uh, volume, the amount, the, the complexity, everything is different when it comes to a wedding. 
And I think that that's really hard to wrap your head around when you go to Trader Joe's, which is a grocery store uh, that has a pretty reasonable and expansive floral department with bouquets that cost $5. And so it's hard for somebody to understand when I go to Trader Joe's, which that'll be the next objection I talk about, when I can go there and get a bouquet and that's similar, you know, bouquet, which is not similar. And I take time to explain the difference. I will look at their their inspiration photo. I said, well, here's the difference. Do you see in your photo, you have these beautiful garden roses, you have these beautiful peonies, you have these beautiful scabiosa. I personally know that like Trader Joe's doesn't carry those other than like a very short window when they're at their peak growing season. Because you're, you know, wanting these flowers at the beginning, we're having to import your peonies from Holland or we're having to, you know, do something that's just more complex than what Trader Joe's takes on. And then on top of that, you know, we are using a ton of flowers and it is a process for us to get them, unwrap them, uh, get them hydrated, get them dethorned and cleaned up, uh, get them hydrated and drinking uh, water so that they are nice and full and lush to help open your roses, to dethorn all your roses, and then put them all together, make sure that they're beautiful when we deliver them and exactly what you want. Like those things takes time, it takes labor, it takes resources on top of getting a vehicle that's going to be able to handle the sheer volume that your wedding is requiring. It's just a lot of flowers. It's a lot to do and there's a lot of complexity to it. So that leads to a higher price point. It is not that we are just attaching wedding equals more expensive flowers. And I will tell someone just because it's your wedding flowers doesn't mean that that word, adding that word means more expensive. The sheer volume you need is what makes it more expensive. So then the Trader Joe's flowers. I actually had this come up several times when it comes to brides wanting bud vases. Well, why don't you just get some flowers at Trader Joe's and put them in the bud vases? One of these brides had a moody taupe um, mauve and kind of brown toffee wedding palette. And I had to explain to her, like, Trader Joe's doesn't carry toffee roses that she loves. Trader Joe's does not carry proteas like she loves. What Trader Joe's carries is colorful, bright and colorful, cheery. And that's part of their strategy is they want flowers to make you feel good when you walk in that you want to buy them. They do not color come in the colors that you are searching for. So therefore, I am having to source them from outside resources that those blooms are premium blooms because of the uh, desired color that you want, the uh, huge influx and demand on those colors because that's what's on Pinterest right now, which is making them popular, which is driving up demand, which is driving up the price. So I'm sorry, but I can't accomplish in your color palette those bud vases for anything less than what your standard bud vase price is. Another uh, question that I've ran into recently is, will you take on another event on my day? And this was for a wedding that was actually um, two Memorial Days out, so over a year. And I I get that that's a concern for someone that you could be distracted or you could, you know, have something else on your plate that you can't 
fully serve them. But I would, I explained to the the couple, you know what, it depends on how large um, your order is, if we would take another event on in the studio. But literally, we have the capacity to do a very large event. But since your event is this large, we might take on maybe a smaller event, but that's not guaranteed because I also, I explained to them, you know, I'm a mom, I am uh, run a coaching business. And so I want to do something that's fun and inspiring and just don't want to just for the sake of doing a whole bunch of weddings, do a whole bunch of weddings because I want to prioritize the other um, sources in my business and my family. Uh, so I might, I might not, but that's frankly none of their business. Just say, I would not worry that it's going to impact your wedding at all. If we do take another wedding, I will make sure that it doesn't impact your your wedding at all. And um, if you'd like, if we do take another wedding, I'd be happy to notify you, but it's not something that I would even worry about because our studio has the capacity to do very large-scale events and currently what we're we're looking at we can do with no problem and then that's the end of that so i hope that helps with a few things that i've constantly seen myself and other florists run into to help just make you feel like i call it loading your lip i often will like tell someone like this is how he would respond uh, even one of my friends will um text me or call me like i have this couple that's saying this blah 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 how would you respond? And I'm just, I'm hoping me loading your lip gives you some ideas so that you, when you respond, it's natural to respond. So if you think about these things and really process what you're going to say in your mind, it's going to help you naturally respond with confidence. And confidence in your answer is 90% of your success because you are, if you are sounding like a weenie, they might think that they're a not lying or don't know what you're talking about. So that confidence is going to sell whatever your reply to that objection is. Even if you're, especially if it's your own personal objection in your business, that this is not a practice that you will engage in. So have confidence. You are the CEO. You deserve to run your business the way that you want to run it. And customers and clients, do not dictate what that is. You deserve more than that. And right now is the time you can craft all of those things to be exactly what you want this wedding season. I so appreciate you listening, Flower Friend. If you have an objection you're running into, send me a DM. Ask me. I'm so happy to help because I, I personally led a sales team of 12 people and basically had to tell them what to say when car dealers were kind of being assholes for 10 years. So um, I, I probably have a really good way to say it, uh, whatever objection has come your way or whatever something that you run in constantly, you just wish you had that innate confidence to just respond to it with no hesitation and no doubt. So thank you, flower friend. I appreciate you and hope you have a great flower week. Bye. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. 
Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group, which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.